this is the rules in your court podcast but today it is not maddie and cat it is maddie and louise my girlfriend who is standing in for cat today cat has been gallivanting around the world this uh she's on her summer holidays um been to various different places and so i thought just to to have a a different um podcast recording today with a special guest oh a special guest yeah you're our first guest actually on the podcast so i think you should feel special i am honored so louise is going to be taking cat's place today um and yeah we're going to be talking about some lgbtq class staffing and technology and yeah yeah is this is this the first podcast you've ever recorded i mean i used to do student radio so i've basically done this uh, on the radio yeah with uh music every five minutes yeah was broken up then isn't it yeah this is continuous talking yeah i've never done like continuous talking how did you find it being on the student radio where was that um so i studied in sheffield um and i did i started radio in my first year but i didn't really get on air until like my second year um it was really scary at first Hmm. because it's like you're talking to a load of people it's projected into the students union yeah but is it just played in the students union yeah and you can listen to it online so i'd (laughs) i used to tell like my mum to listen and she once she listened for about five minutes she was like i listened for about five minutes i was like well then you turned it off she was like well yeah yeah thanks mum thanks for your support well that's something yeah but i used to listen to like my friends radio like if i was just doing like studying or you know just in Mm. my room so yeah it was a nice little community um but yeah i once i kind of got into the swing of it it got a lot easier to yeah well that's what i found with this podcast as well like the more you do it the more you're like it's not really that nerve nerve wracking like not even that many people listen so (laughs) literally all you need to do is talk and we talk all the time yeah we do um so this is just talking but with a with a recording device Mm -hmm. and we have the little cleo the little mascot here with us she's sat next to us Um, she is sleeping because it's raining outside. It's been pouring with rain. Um, and this is like the first big bout of rain that we've had in ages because it's been like a very, very dry summer. Very mm. hot. So hot. I'm hoping that this is going to help for sleeping because I've been just really struggling to sleep, mm. as you know. It just and... makes it so uncomfortable because you don't want to sleep without the duvet, but then you can't sleep with it. You can't sleep without it. It's just Clothes, no clothes. Who even knows? Um, It's, yeah, this has been a, quite a disgusting summer for heat. Oh, yeah. And we're, we're um in for some uh, loads more of it because of climate change. Yeah. <laughs> Will we live to our 50s? Who knows? I saw um this is back in the heat wave like a couple of weeks ago and it was like this is the coolest summer of your life. Oh cool. Um and that I was like, sounds... okay, that's positive. Yay. Love to hear it. Mm-hmm. It's mm. only gonna get worse. Well, I think if if we get about like this again, I'm gonna need to invest in a proper fan. Yeah. Um that I can actually have because I just have like a hand fan and it's not very effective. I know. Yeah, I I probably need a big well not like a big fan because I don't really agree with them though. They're kind of they waste a lot of energy. Mm. Um, also, some people who sleep with fans on in the night, psychopath, actually crazy. Like it's really bad for your breathing as well. Yeah, it's bad for ventilation. It's bad because it's using a lot of ele- electricity. Like the whole thing. I just don't agree. I think it's bad. It's not good. Mm. Um, I agree. Anyway, the ball is in my court today um, as the main host of the pod, <laughs> and I decided it will be really interesting for us and for the listeners of the podcast to learn a bit about some LG. LGBTQ plus words and terminology and history that maybe we don't know, maybe you do know as a listener. 
Um, but I found actually um, speaking to quite a few of my friends who aren't um, really well versed in in the LGBTQ world, world yeah, yeah, they haven't heard of so many of these different terms. They don't know that much. And and to be fair, I didn't know that much until I really explored and listened to podcasts and watched YouTubers and like have have actually actively tried to understand a bit more about the community now that I'm you know fully part of it yeah. and everything. I I I think it's important that everyone knows, but also there's like a kind of subculture isn't there that yeah. like a lot of people feel is like part of being in the community it's like you have your own like terminology or whatever I don't think it should be exclusive because I don't think anything should be exclusive no. I know from a history standpoint like there used to be a lot of slang and terminology that was kind of kept between the community so that you could identify each other mm. and have these like secret conversations without being outed or mm. without being like persecuted like so I think it comes from like a long line of yeah that whole kind of culture mm. that makes sense yeah yeah. Like um, a friend of Dorothy. Do you know that one? Is that a lesbian? No, it's just um, someone that's gay. Right. But if you'd ask someone, are you a friend of jo- Dorothy? Ah. And if they, like, yeah, if it's they're like a gay. Code. Yeah, exactly. If they're gay, they know what you're talking about. But if they're not, then they just think you're being weird. What if they do have a friend called Dorothy? That would mix <laughs> things it, up a bit. It might get a bit confusing. Because Dor- they could have friends who are called Dorothy. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, I know Dorothy. <laughs> How do you know Dorothy? <laughs> oh, shit. And then... But then I suppose you've established that they have no idea what you're talking about because they know they think you mean an actual person called Dorothy yeah Mm. okay there you go I've already learned something oh there you go yeah I've already learned something that's quite like a historic one I know they used to use that like when it Mm. wasn't um, legal Mm. how sad that there were times when it wasn't legal and even 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 now now, I'm thinking more in the UK and the US for example but like yeah of course now there are countries that being you know being gay and gay marriage is illegal and all of this and that's absolutely outrageous Mm. Um, and it's sad that it's 2022 and even now like we've come so far in acceptance but there's still so far to go yeah um great okay so we're gonna start off we're gonna kind of like like dot in between like you do one i do one mm-hmm. like that kind of thing like see how see how we go yeah so do you want to start asking me a, a term okay i'll ask you a, an easy one to start with um what's ace ace yes so i think that is a term for somebody who is asexual correct yeah, yeah. so they they identify as as not being romantic no it's it's, hard. it's, it's, it's not like sexually attracted to any gender yeah um but can be romantically attracted to yeah people. i think there, there are different kind of like levels. asexual people can like have different like varying levels of affection yeah. romantic or sexual but yeah basically yeah. it's no sexual attraction. cool okay um we'll start off with this can, okay so um can you tell me what lgbtqia stands for i can go on um lesbian gay lgbtq yeah, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, transsexual, transsexual, um, Q, queer, I, intersex, A, asexual, and then the plus encompasses like pansexual, demisexual. Yeah, so some people add a P at the end for pansexual. Yeah. Also, the Q can stand for questioning, apparently, oh, okay. or queer. That yeah. It's kind of interchangeable between the two of them, like yeah. they're questioning. But yeah, it covers kind of all bases mm-hmm. of basically non-heterosexual. Yes. All of the rest. Everybody else. Everyone else. <laughs> Cool, yeah. Okay. Um what about I'm gonna start easy again. Yeah, yeah, we'll harder. get harder. Uh a gaby. A gaby. So that's kinda like me, or at least how I used to feel that is like a young gay person somebody who's newly realised there that they are gay or like is new to the gay world. Yeah. Basically a baby gay. Like yeah. there's like um loads of different ways to put it. Like baby gay, gaby, mm. baby dyke. Um there are yeah. Different Did you variations. ever feel like a gaby? Um, I guess so. When you're like still learning all of the vocab and the slang 
slang and kind of getting into the culture, I guess you can call yourself gay. But I mm. probably didn't say anymore. You wouldn't say now? Probably not, no. You've kind of been out for how long now? Um, A couple of years, I think. Yeah. To, my, to myself, like a good couple of years and then to other people, like maybe years. Yeah. So yeah, that's probably, I mean, I think it, it's really like dependent on how you feel. Like, yeah. Definitely when I first kind of was talking to my friends about it, which was only, you know, back at the end of 2021, um, I really felt like 100% a baby gay. Yeah. And like I w- had no idea what to do and then changing my hinge to being everyone and then going on a date with you and suddenly now I'm I have a full blown girlfriend I don't know if that's a pun but I guess maybe not because I don't know penis is um yeah I feel less like a baby gay now because we've been going out for over six months yeah so that feels like relatively yeah experienced so far yeah I mean I, there's more to go I think course. in relative terms like I suppose we still are babies yeah because there are people that have been gay like their whole life or like years and years and years where we're still kind of just, just about got our foot in the door but mm. yeah. okay so what about so this is another another kind of definition term what about Q QT pop QT POC oh god um is POC person of colour yeah so it's it's quite straightforward Q and what QT bit means queer yeah queer and oh queer and transgender person of colour yeah okay. so apparently that's kind of just a subsection oh people who might instead want to actually identify specifically as queer and trans people of colour oh I, I don't think I've heard that before yeah I mean I haven't really heard it but I I guess it like fully makes sense yeah because like a lot of people might consider themselves to be a person of colour so then this is just a queer person of colour basically yeah. okay cool um okay <laughs> La Dollar Bean what La Dollar La Dollar Bean Bean La Dollar Bean La Wait, Dollar Bean is, there, is it written like, as if like there's a dollar sign yeah L dollar sign La Dollar Bean <laughs> what is it is it like a, a La Dollar what um La Dollar Bean is it just does it just mean it's... like a lesbian yeah, so it's basically because like lesbi bean, because like a bean, lesbian. Yeah, like the dollar acts as an S. Yeah, it's basically a way of I think on TikTok mainly it's a way of writing lesbian mm. without being censored. Okay. Um. Oh right, so it won't be like censored by twi- yeah. t- on Twitter and stuff. Yeah, or like censored by like the you know people in charge of yeah TikTok or whatever. But it's basically a way to avoid censorship. Oh. So like if you hear someone say the dollar bean, they're basically saying lesbian. Okay. Just, it's kind of become like a meme in itself now like right. people will say the dollar bean even if and they're... they'll write it as well yeah and it's spelled like bean as in like b-e-a-n yeah so yeah. l dollar Basically sign lesbian but instead of the s it's a dollar sign but then what about e is it l-e is it l-e dollar yeah. sign yeah okay because i wasn't sure if it's just like le like le almost like in french oh, where you okay, have a yeah. le dollar bean you know <laughs> it's like le dollar bean yeah okay yeah. <laughs> right okay well that's probably quite clever yeah that people do that yeah now that you say it it sounds familiar to me i think if you wrote it down it would be quite obvious obvious to see but, it yeah okay um so this is controversial uh what is u-hauling oh so like uh u-haul lesbians like a stereotype of you meet and you move in together like really really in a short period of time so you'll meet and then get a u-haul truck to move all of your stuff and move in together yeah, yeah. basically yeah it's it's a stereotype that like lesbians in particular of, in of the gay community um have very very intense relationships and therefore will probably probably uh, move in together quite quick having only been together for a short amount of time mm. um, I think it's interesting like do you think that that like in reality occurs or I mean I think it probably like stemmed from somewhere I think it's kind of a joke in itself yeah but um, I think it's I think because again stereotyping but men tend to be a little bit more like reluctant slow moving hesitant maybe whereas if you've got two females mm. who are both kind of invested in the relationship I can see how it would progress quicker, quicker. Yeah. than it would in a 
heterosexual relationship example. Yeah, because I think that women tend to be, this is this is just a generalisation, tend to be more emotionally available. Yeah. And therefore, if two women are together, it's possible that emotional barriers will be broken quite quickly. Yeah. And therefore, they might want to move at a faster pace. Yeah. This can implode, of course. And yeah. I have seen my friends, some a few of my friends go fast and fast into relationships mm. and it, it kind of not really work out because it, they went a bit too quickly. But then also there are a lot of heterosexual relationships that move slowly and then just fizzle out. Yeah. So, you know, exactly. e- there's no right way of doing it. I don't I don't think. No. Um, my go. Uh, what's a futch? F-U-T-C-H. Okay, is that like a femme butch? Yeah. Yeah. Bas- yeah, basically it's like a cross between a femme and a butch. So it's someone that kind of is not completely butch, doesn't dress very mask, but also not completely femme either. Mm. That's just kind of like... Have you ever heard it being used, futch? No. I've never heard that. No. I wonder if some of these terms that we found are a bit more in American vocabulary. Maybe. Rather than UK. But I don't know. Yeah, just kind of a cross between the two. Okay, so then... So then... Okay, well, I guess this leads on to one of the ones I have, which is called a soft butch. So apparently that's another word for futch. Okay. So like a butch, someone that's butch, like mask presenting, but not hardcore mask. Yeah. So funnily enough, the web... I thought this was funny. The website that we... Well, we um, both Louise and I were doing some like research into these terms, and so one of the websites that I got this definition from um, described a soft butch as like the perfect chicken nugget, <laughs> tough but tender. Oh, which I thought was quite cute. That is cute. Um, just to be clear, also, all of these terms have been a lot of them have been reclaimed by the LGBTQ yeah. plus community. So using words like butch, dyke, queer, like this is now has now become more acceptable because they've become reclaimed and are no longer seen as um, derogatory derogatory or like thrown as insult by straight people. Although there are, I think, especially in the older generation of um, gay people that they still don't like using those words. I think it's quite like traumatic them. Mm, I can see that. Yeah. And that's fair enough. No one has to use them. Yeah. But I think identifying particularly as queer, that's something that I find, I I like to say, I like to identify as queer because I think that it's it's non-specific it's yeah. quite it's a good umbrella term and now that it's been reclaimed it feels like stronger yeah yeah i would i think i would prefer to say queer than gay it just it it just kind of it sounds better for yeah. me and also gay is more associated with men men yeah it, it like it, when you when you're talking about gay people you do almost instinctively jump to thinking about two men yeah which is weird because gay people like maybe it was originally just about men but it, it does encompass women and non-binary and trans people as well yeah so you know yeah um okay yeah so that was the soft soft butch okay which is like foot like the one that you said yeah um what's alphabet mafia oh i've heard of that alphabet mafia the alphabet mafia is it the people who who are like oh why are there so many letters on the lgbtq like there there are just so many and why don't we keep it simple or something mm, not quite you're kind of on the right lines most okay basically it's anyone that is lgbtqia p plus because there are loads of like the other so right it's just kind of like a so it's just like another word so it's kind of the opposite of what i said because yeah. i said people who are anti the fact that the letters keep add, being added to the the word yeah it's just kind of a collective term for anyone under that umbrella why is it called a math i don't really like the idea that the word mafia that feels quite negative to me it, it yeah it's just like people in the community I, th- I think just a way of like grouping them i don't know it sounds okay. quite cool like Alph- alphabet mafia mm, i guess okay fine. <laughs> if people as if people like it then that's fine um um, okay, what about, do you know what a stud is? A stud, that's like, is that like top level ma- 
mask lesbian so like butch times yeah you're definitely you are right but it actually is specifically um related to black or latin okay members of the community that's where it originated from so it's supposed to be like oh like very butch um black or like basically people of color oh okay um but i don't know if it's now this is this is what it was saying on the on the websites Mm -hmm. that i don't know if it's now also used for just like very butch others Mm. but it it tends to be related to people of color oh okay i didn't realize that um and then so another word for a stud is a stem lesbian so there's a that this is super like apparently it's it's a black or or latin queer specifically people of a person of color who is stud and femme so that's basically like almost that these are all kind of kind of like foot yeah these are almost like synonyms of each other it's like a foot or like a soft birch is a stem lesbian okay who's a lesbian who is also slightly femme right okay okay yeah so i suppose there's lots of it's all a bit confusing <laughs> all, of the, all of these synonyms are basically people who are not quite butch and not quite femme yeah and depending on if they're people of colour or how yeah. they so there are different like. communities that have adopted different words that's quite cool I suppose like when when you have like your own little community it makes sense that all of these terms kind of come up with their own vocabulary mm. and slang mm. um, okay what's a celesbian a celebrity lesbian yeah yeah that's yeah. quite that's literally just that, put celebrity think, and lesbian together yeah I think that just logically made sense yeah. So can you think of, are there any like particularly um, famous lesbians that you can think like of? Ellen DeGeneres. Right. Jodie Foster. Even though she's been cancelled now, apparently. Yeah. Um, uh, Hayley Kiyoko. Yeah. Jodie Foster. What about, um, who's the actress who's in from um, Ratchet? Ratchet. Oh. What's her name Sarah again? Paulson. Yeah, her. Yeah. But I think of her when I think of like famous lesbians. Yeah. Cara Delevingne. Yeah. Probably well, a young, think, in the younger she's, generation. I think she's bisexual though. Oh. So do they have to be specifically lesbians? Um, uh, yeah, it, it yeah. it's described as a celebrity who's a lesbian. Okay, so hmm. okay, fine, but yeah, but I think there are there are quite a lot of lesbian celebrities. Yeah, yeah, I've just listed a few. Okay, um, what about a oh, this? I don't like this, but this is said it's called a sesbian. How's that spelled? Says like s a y s bian. Say sesbian, sesbian. Is that someone that says they're a lesbian? That uh, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much right. And I don't like this. I'm just that we're just like informing you of. Of words. Sesbian apparently is a woman who claims to be a lesbian or bisexual, but actually only ever is with men. Okay. But I, I personally think that that's very unfair because you don't have to act, like actively be with a woman or be with somebody else to know that you're gay. That's it. It kind of erodes bisexuality by yeah. just saying that oh you're you're saying you're a lesbian, but I don't believe you yeah, because I, yeah. you can't prove it. There was one that I didn't write down. Mm. Um, that I I saw it's called a hasbian. It's someone that was a lesbian but now they're in a relationship with a man but again that Ooh. that kind of negates the whole bisexual yeah. um, identity I don't like that at all because I don't like the idea that just because you're in a heterosexual relationship that you can't be queer because yeah. of course you can yeah. and many people who are in heterosexual relationships identify as queer yeah yeah. it's, it's not fair for anyone to box you ju- judge someone yeah or say like you don't you don't belong anymore you're or... not a real lesbian you're yeah. not a real like queer person I mean that kind of relates a lot to like biphobia in general which yeah. is the idea that like most bisexual people actually tend towards one way yeah. and bisexuality isn't real and I that actually angers me yeah especially as a bisexual myself I can 100% say I'm attracted to both men and women yeah and that does uh, right now I'm in a relationship with a woman and really yeah <laughs> just, just so you know is that not what this is oh my god oh god I've just like outed us mind blown 
okay um yeah i think um biphobia is still very real within the lgbtq mm. community even more so potentially within the community than outside of the community which is very sad yeah anyway <laughs> moving on what is lesbian bed death oh okay so i think this is the idea that lesbians tend to they're like um like sexual experience tends to be less than heterosexual gay men mm. it's like it, it kind of dies a death yeah yeah pretty much it's, it's the idea that lesbian lesbian couples have um, less sex yeah and are less sexually active and particularly as their relationship goes on that, that the sex kind of leaves the relationship and yeah. i don't think in reality that often actually occurs i think it's a like bit of a myth really yeah. um, i guess because like it's kind of um a stereotype in society that men have a higher sex drive than women mm. so i suppose that comes from men like driving the, the sex sex but that's absolutely a myth like that's not yeah i know a lot of the i know a lot of um females who have higher sex drives than their partners yeah and but yeah the idea is that if then therefore if you have two women then they're not really gonna ever want to have sex yeah that's so not true yeah i think that's not from stereotype not not from the experiences that i know from others yeah and uh, yeah so that is a stereotype that um people often in the community talk about okay what's a gold star lesbian okay that's like okay i think i know this that's like a top tier lesbian who's never so a a woman who's never been with a man ever yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you get a gold star because you've you're like 100% lesbian 100% yeah <laughs> I think that that's funny isn't it yeah it's like you get a gold star because you weren't with a man that's <laughs> kind of it's very anti-male yeah um which I don't agree with like I'm not anti-men even if a lot of them are trash <laughs> um but I've dated a lot of them mm. and some of them are genuinely nice people so I, it's funny that you'd get a gold star because you haven't been with a man yeah but yeah I think that's quite funny <laughs> um okay so so what about a two-spirit? Two-spirit? I don't think I've ever come across that before. No, neither had I. Um, I'd take a guess and say that it's someone that... Is it like a bisexual? Or like someone that has attraction to two... Not quite. Two. Not quite. Or like someone that is not open to monogamy? No. Okay. <laughs> Go on, tell You're me. going down the wrong path. <laughs> so a two-spirit is somebody who identifies as having masculine and feminine spirit energy. Oh, okay. So they... Uh, sometimes it's, it's actually actually referred to as a third gender so kind of not really feeling close to either one being very much in the middle of having feeling masculine and feminine okay. it's like related to transsexuality um but is actually a form of non-binary identity okay somebody yeah. who's a two-spirit so instead of not identifying with either you identify with both yeah okay yeah yeah um so yeah it's kind of a, another it's another term for non-binary yeah um, less commonly used as far as i can tell but I quite like it. Oh, yeah, I two spirit. It sounds quite not like you have it sounds spirit quite ethereal, both. doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, like fairy in the woods. Um, what's a hundred footer lesbian or a hundred footer? Hundred footer. Yeah, they're an they're an hundred footer. Hundred footer. Hundred foot. Uh, hundred footer. I haven't heard of this one. I hmm. There are a few different roads I could go down. Do they not like to be touched by people? So they have <laughs> to keep somebody a hundred feet away? No, you're on the right line with a hundred feet away though. Okay, a hundred feet away. Uh, they have a line of partners that could go 100 feet away <laughs> no so basically it's someone that you could spot you could spot that they're gay oh, from 100 feet away so they're okay. like, like probably, very obvious yeah probably very stereotyped very obvious in their appearance and their kind of manner yeah so. yeah 
okay. you can spot them from very far away. Right. Okay, yeah, that make that does make sense. Yeah. Um, I've never heard of that one. No, I've not heard of that. But it makes sense logically. Yeah. Even if I don't think I'd ever use that. But then having said that, like we all know that we we we're going about our daily activity and our gaydar might go off mm. and you will be like, Okay, that person looks stereotypically gay. Yeah. Or stereoty- that like, person's probably gay. Yeah. Can't confirm. Not that I want to assume their their sexuality, but yeah. they kind of probably are. the boxes. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. So what is sapphic? Oh, okay. So sapphic is basically another way of like saying lesbian or like a woman loving woman. Yeah. Um, and it comes from like Sapphos, who is a Greek poet born on the Isle of Lesbos. Mm, not your clothes. Bas- yeah. Greek poet who wrote about her attractions to lesbians from the island of Lesbos. Oh, okay. I don't know if she, if she was actually from Lesbos. Okay. She might have been, but that's not what this says. Yeah. But I knew she was a Greek poet. Yeah. Um, that's where it comes. So I've heard sapphic being said quite a lot. And mm-hmm. I didn't always fully understand what what it was talking about, but yeah, it basically means somebody who is who is very gay. I actually saw I was in a charity a shop. woman or non-binary person mm. specifically. I was in a charity shop the other day, um, and I was, I, if I'm there, like no matter what I'm looking for, I'll always have a look at the book. And I actually saw a book of poetry from Sappho's. Oh yeah, yeah, Sappho. Sappho. Yeah, yeah. from um, Lesbos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I kind of had a flick through, but mm. I'm not much of a poetry, poetry reader. Yeah, yeah. But, I go through phases of reading poetry because I, you know, I've I've written poetry in the past. Yeah, but, yeah. It's quite hard to get into actually reading a whole book of poetry yeah it looked quite like a, a nice old book as well mm. um probably on a different day i'd kind of bought it mm. yeah okay it's your turn uh, it's, my, it's my turn yeah i just said sapphic but... um what's a chapstick lesbian is that like a really femme lesbian who like mm. likes to wear lots of makeup no okay um so have you heard of lipstick lesbian mm. i mean they think they mean do they not mean the same is, thing because uh, because we agree that you do the l to yeah z um so i kind of had it down but basically lipstick lesbian is uh, like a high femme lesbian right um and a chapstick lesbian is kind of not quite a lipstick lesbian, but not quite um, a butch. Right. So it's kind of somewhere in the middle. Right. Again, kind of like these are butch. so weird. These some of these terms are so strange. But I've heard of chapstick lesbian before, but not lipstick one. No, I've heard of, I've heard of lipstick as well. Mm. Um, okay. Um. What about? Okay. So this one, <laughs> this one I think is quite funny. I mean, it, I, I'm actually not going to ask you to define it because it's quite obvious. It's it's called um. So you just like insert you here lesbian. So like so you could have a Vans lesbian, a Docs lesbian crocs lesbian or birkenstocks lesbian these are all those are those are like the most common but there are some other ones which is basically like that these shoes in particular are associated with queer culture and fashion and history yes and so like a lot of lesbian in particular a lot of queer people wear doc doc yeah. martins yeah um vans as well have been highly associated and then more recently crocs and birkenstocks apparently also yeah um interestingly i mean i'm very pro crocs as you know mm-hmm. but basically my summer shoe is my birkenstock my winter shoe is my dogs. Yeah. So there you go. You fit so, fully. Yeah. <laughs> You're fully one of these. Um. So I think that's quite funny. Um. That one. I know that some people will say it's stupid. Like you can't just you can't just like say that some shoes are related to sexuality. But so I, it's anyone can buy them. But it's I'm... supposed to be in jest. A lot of these terms are in jest. They're not supposed to say that anybody somebody who's wearing docks has to be gay. Yeah. Or somebody who's wearing Burks has to be gay because obviously that's not true. No. It's just a stereotype. It's within the community that like it's like a joke that a lot of um people wear similar fashion like have a kind of fashion similar-ish fashion sense yeah um okay so si- okay so similar to this so we've been we've we have been focusing particularly on different types of lesbians in this by the way um there you know we we don't know as much about the the man-on-man gay community um maybe another episode we can explore more on that mm. but it relates more to us as we both identify as cis women to do lesbian terms yeah or like you know gay women loving women terms yeah, yeah. exactly um so what is a 
wild fang lesbian. Oh, I've never heard of this. A wild fang lesbian. Um, is this something to do with vampires? No. Although that is also a stereotype. Uh, a wild fang. I don't think you're going like to guess it. Like cause... a biter? No. No, I have no idea. I didn't really. I don't think it really relates to like the word doesn't really relate to to how it's been defined. It's defined as somebody who earns who owns loads and loads of button-ups. Okay. Button-ups and and often lots of Hawaiian print. <laughs> so somebody who likes so a lesbian who likes to wear lots of funky shirts. Yeah. Basically, and particularly like button-up shirts. Okay. Yeah, I don't understand where the wild fang. I'm is not sure from. what wild fang relates to. No. Um. It, it, and then it said as like a little caveat, probably has um probably has a sleeve <laughs> or maybe a septum piercing, but this is not necessary. I can see them in my head. Yeah. I can see what they're describing. Yeah. Um. So I thought that was quite amusing. Okay, we're kind of coming near to the end of our definitions. Yeah, I think I've got three left. Okay, I think I... Yeah, go um, on. What's a granola dyke? I thought this one was quite funny. Granola dyke. Yeah. Is it like uh, somebody who's like really into like organic food and like probably like could be vegan or something like that? <laughs> yeah, it's literally a lesbian who's vegan, vegetarian, enjoys wearing Birkenstocks, eating tofu, listening to folk music and playing acoustic guitar. Um, Obviously a bit of a stereotype. I was like... I relate to you a lot. That's basically describing me. <laughs> Except for that you don't listen to lots of folk music. I don't know. I like folk music. Okay, so do you want to be this? I, I, I just found it funny. I, I've yeah. never heard of it before. Yeah. But um, that's quite funny. Yeah. Um, You're going? Uh, how many have you got left? I think I've got two. Okay, same. Okay, you go. Okay, so what is... and So this uh, is a term used... It can also be used in um, heterosexual relationships, but uh, what is a pillow princess? Oh, okay. Uh, so a pillow princess is basically kind of probably more femme that likes to receive but not give. They're basically like... They'll lie back on the pillow and kind of relax. Or, so like, in a sex sexual yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like they're not doing the, the hard work. Yeah. Uh, yeah, basically. They're a pillow princess. Basically, yeah. Um, another word for that is a bottom. Yeah. Um, so, the you know, top and bot the top and bottom di- bi- uh, binary is very um, well known within the gay community. It's most associated with gay men, but it's actually now been adopted by women mm. a lot. Talking basically in sexual terms, somebody who's dominant and somebody who's more submissive. So yeah. a pillow princess is the more submissive one who likes to receive and doesn't often give. I think that um, it is a stereotype yeah. um, and maybe is, isn't actually how a lot of people are but there you go yeah um, what okay have you so if, if I said they were Kinsey 6 no idea okay so I only know this from do you know the film Easy A yeah of course um, love Emma Stone she she says like oh just a second ago you told me you were Kinsey 6 gay so I remember like looking that up because I was like what's, kin- what's Kinsey 6 basically it's a scale um, made by this guy called Alfred Kinsey mm. and basically it's a zero to six scale zero being completely heterosexual yeah. and six being completely homosexual right so if you're Kinsey six you're six on the scale fully fully so homosexual you're like fully gay yeah yeah um so Kinsey six so can so you could be like a Kinsey two like... yeah I think there there is a quiz online that you can do and it will tell you um like where you are on the scale so obviously right. like uh like gay people would probably be like a five six maybe in a four well, straight people would be like a zero one two and like bisexual people probably in the middle but um mm, I feel like zero to six isn't enough for me to like yeah I mean this is that's, an old, that's a bit limiting this is an old scale I think this was made in like the 19 I mean, I'm guessing here probably like the 1940s I'm not sure that's very early yeah let 40s. me 40s it, it's it's early I know it's quite a, a dated yeah I mean because you know sexuality is a spectrum as we all know and I, I I'd feel it I'd find it hard to like give myself a numerical value to be specific do you know yeah. what I mean it feels a bit like reductive yeah okay yeah uh, 1948 wow apparently okay interesting yeah that's when it was first created um yeah um reports published in 1948 in a book mm. yeah okay right so then the last which it kind of relates to what 
um, my previous my previous definition of pillow princess is. But what is a switch? Okay, a switch. So basically, you've got top and bottom. A switch is someone that is like both. Uh, I think another like way of defining that would be like verse. Yeah. Um. So someone that kind of goes between. Yeah. Pretty much. Somebody who is uh, neither a top or a bottom. They like they will mix up the roles. There's yeah. not. They they don't fit into a, a specific defined binary. Yeah. Which uh I think I relate to. I feel in our relationship we are both switches. Mm-hmm. Would you not? Would you agree? Yeah. Because uh, I don't think one of us. I don't think we're we're specific in the binary. You know. No. Yeah. I, I feel like, like you're a top. I, you're a bottom. You know. Uh, yeah. I find it quite hard to for be like you're one or the other. It's kind of like boxing mm. someone in again. Mm. Like no, you are this. Yeah. But in reality, it's probably a little bit more yeah. undefined. Okay. So then the final thing is, do you know what a pancake is? Pancake. That again, like a switch. Like basically, you can be flipped like a pancake, kind of flip from like top bottom. Kind not quite. You're 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 on the right lines, but it originated in the 1950s, particularly amongst African American communities, and it relates to somebody who has been flipped from being a top to being a bottom. Oh, okay. So it's somebody who was originally of quite dominant, and then they meet someone new and they become submissive. Okay. So that's apparently what a pancake is. Interesting. That's quite sounds funny. Pancake. Yeah. I'm a pancake. <laughs> but, yeah. So yeah, those. So that, that's all of the definitions that I have got on my list. Okay, I've got one more. Um, do you listen to Girl in Red? I've heard of this Girl in Red. Does that mean are you gay? Basically, yeah. So Girl in Red. Have you, I, I've I, heard I, people referring to Girl I think in Red. I've, I've told you about Girl in Red. Yeah. I've probably tried to make you listen. Probably. I like what? I found. Is it a specific song? It's an artist. Okay. Um, she's from Norway. Right. Um, and yeah, like her stage name is Girl in Red. Um, I forget what her real name is. Um, but basically she is lesbian and she makes lesbian music like music about like women um, and you've probably heard the song Girls yeah um, by who? well I know the song Girls by the 1975 no no, so this is like Girls by Girl in Red okay Um, I'll I'll show you after (laughs) but it's it's kind of I found it on TikTok because her her music was kind of is this new? Is this like a new trend? No, no, not really. She's been around for quite a few years. Yeah. Um, so but basically, if you yeah. say, do you listen to Girl in Red, you're basically asking, are you a lesbian? Because yeah. I don't think, I mean, even though she's quite, I think she's more popular now, mm. especially a couple of years ago, the only people that would have really heard her music or had any interest in listening to her music would if, would be if you were queer. Mm. Um, so by saying, do you listen to Girl in Red? That's you're asking, indicator. are you gay? Yeah, basically. Okay. Um, that's kind of like, oh, um, one of the comedian who I listen to who also does a podcast called We Are Having Gay Sex called Ashley Gavin. Yeah. Super funny. Um, she said that her kind of pickup line when she's going into a bar to like assess whether like the girl she's talking to would be interested mm. or, you know, is she she will say, Are you gay enough for me to buy you a drink? <laughs> and I think that that's quite clever because yeah. that person then can like quite answer quite honestly, being like, Yes, which if they say yes, that's saying I'm open to you flirting with me. And yeah. if they say no, that's just like cool okay I'm you know that's totally fine I won't try and hit on you yeah I wish men would take some like leaps out of that book and actually take take like those answers well instead of cheesy chat up lines well I feel like, like a lot of times when, when guys ask to buy you a drink you're like no thanks they're like no go on let me buy you a drink yeah like, no thank you I'm gonna buy you a drink and I don't 
don't feel like yeah kind of get that which is not yeah when we went on like when we when we were younger like um 17 18 going into clubs i used to be like oh my god it'd be great if a guy could just buy me a drink yeah. or whatever but now i've grown a lot older and i'm like no that's quite gross also like spiking is a yeah. problem and i've i've really like i now won't i won't let somebody who i don't trust just go and buy me a drink yeah because they could put anything in it literally it's it's terrifying that that's like the reality now but, isn't it yeah so like if you meet someone new i would always say go to the bar with them yeah and watch the drink being poured yeah like, that would be... and then take it directly from the bartender yeah so that nobody has a chance to slip something in because yeah. it's very sad that people are still being roofied and 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 horrible experiences are happening mm. um in pubs and clubs and bars and whatever so yeah i well i mean i haven't nobody's like oh actually somebody did uh, kind of ask well on our first date they the guy who came up to me didn't, oh yeah didn't really ask to buy me a drink he st- he asked me what i was drinking mm. which i answered a diet coke and then he lost interest <laughs> because i wasn't drinking alcohol yeah which is really rude who he later then apologized but i was like also like what does it matter what you're drinking well it, the idea obviously is that if a woman is drinking alcohol they might have have lost the their easier. inhibitions yes yeah. and therefore might sleep with you yeah. which is so sad that's besides the fact that we were actually on a date we <laughs> were on a date on our first date together so it was really poor timing that a man would come up yeah. and try and hit on me on that date um and it's not it, what is weird is that's not common for me to happen so it's strange that it happened when i was on a date with you mm. um anyway i think that this has been very educational very interesting i've, I've learned some things i have learned some things i hope that people who are in the queer community or who are not in the queer community listen to this and find it interesting educational yeah something new to learn okay you might like also this has all been said in jest like a lot of these terms aren't actually necessarily used much in real life but it's good to know about them most of these i think i don't think i've heard anyone actually say i've probably maybe seen it written down on like yeah blogs or comments like, on youtube yeah and like things posts, like that but i don't think i've ever heard people say like most of these terms like out loud like, yeah about people it's not as that it's not as much conversational no. as more like yeah social media yeah things and, and then maybe that's because we're not in the right spaces spaces maybe yeah. in certain spaces they yeah. are like actively just used more yeah um i suppose yeah we, we can only comment on our own experience yeah and what we find online so there you go a nice uh session from one recently uh, qualified primary school teacher and one math tutor we just like so i feel like we're we're in a position that we can educate people we are teachers we are <laughs> educators by craft exactly it's by what profession. we're meant to do so here we are today um the next episode cat should be back um doing our normal thing um but until then we hope you all have a lovely rest of your summer uh and we'll speak to you again soon bye bye